0: Being in this place today, amen, we're on a new sermon series entitled uh, God's Toolkit for Achievement, God's Toolkit for Achievement. This is the second second message Uh, we dealt with last Sunday, you know, how to deal with uh, negativism, cynics, doubters, naysayers, amen, and and in order to achieve, you got to overcome those voices. And unfortunately, we wire it to give more prominence uh, to negative stuff. All the positive things that can happen in our lives, even in do- during the course of a day, we have some great things happening. One negative thing, can give, we can give too much attention to it. It can throw off our whole day. Can I get a witness in ours? So, So we have to learn how to manage that stuff. Amen? And if we want to achieve in Christ... Uh, what we want to talk about today is We have to understand what's important Amen We have to understand what matters most Amen What's, what's valuable uh, What's significant And be able to prioritize the matters that matter Amen So you got to be able to sift through things no, Nobody's going to be successful if they're not discerning, if they can't differentiate between, you know, what needs to be done in this moment and what needs to be put on the back burner, if you will. Amen? Some people never learn that. Some people never really engage on a higher level in terms of knowing what they need to do and what they really basically need to do first. Amen? What do I need to do? Jeremiah 17.9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Amen. It's talking about our psyches, our mindsets, our personality traits, our character bent, that we can, in essence, deceive ourselves. Amen. And deception of self is a problem. Can I get a witness? It will send you on a wild goose chase. It will send you down an alley of no count. (laughs) Doesn't mean anything. It doesn't even matter. Why am I here? And so people spend a lifetime chasing after stuff that don't matter. What's valuable? What's not valuable? What's important? What's not important? Because we don't have time for everything. Amen? Why do some people get vast amounts of things accomplished, during the course of their lifetime. And some people don't seem to get nothing done. Amen? You know, why some people are so effective and efficient and productive and others are, wow, I don't want to use all them negative terms, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Just deadbeat. Hmm? Why is that? And, 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 And everything is not worth doing. Amen. Uh, things should not have equal importance. Right. Sure. Amen? You know, uh, I ask myself a question when I'm doing stuff. What does God want? Do you ask yourself that question? What does God want? You know, what do the people I love want? Amen, somebody. Uh, what do I want? Amen? And What do everybody else want? <laughs> You know, because I got that everybody else list too. You know, what does everybody else want? And then understanding priorities is important. What's 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 first? God is first. Amen. 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 If anything can debunk or derail you from putting God first, you got a problem. We got problems. We got issues. Right. Amen. But in many instances, we don't put God first. And so 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 basically we have to discover. To, to go down this path of understanding what matters, we have to discover what are our values. What do you value? Amen. More importantly, what, where is the source of your values coming from? Because all of us value stuff. Amen. But what's the source? You know, am I acknowledging God as an authority or has something else supplanted, usurped, his authority in my life. Amen. Has something else come in front of him? Because if my values aren't right, I'm going to be stressed. Amen. If my values not right, it's going to be hard for me to be successful. My values are not right. It's going to be hard for me to be saved. Amen. You know, be right with God. Amen. So I have to ask God, God, Don't allow me to have stale, stagnant, unproductive approaches to life and living. Help me to identify the source of my value and evaluate that source. Because if my values, if I'm uncertain uncertain about what I value, I'm going to be confused. Amen? If I'm inconsistent about what I value, then there's going to be tension, stressed in my life. Amen? If I'm untrue, If it's untrue what my values are, uh, it's going to be deception. Amen. And if it's bad, I got bad values, it's going to be dysfunction. Amen. You know, a drug dealer got values. A game banger got values. It's dysfunctional what it leads to. Amen. They value making that quick money. Amen? So if your values are wrong, then it leads to dysfunction. Amen? So I need to ask God, God, y'all with me today? I need to ask God, God, are you the authority, are you the source of my values? Or have they come from another source? Amen? And sources aren't equally reliable. Amen? So I can't give the same kind of authority to something I read. A how-to book. I can't give the same kind of authority to, to some news segment or media show that I see on television. It used to be Oprah and them giving you the advice. I don't know who giving you the advice now. Steve Harvey? <laughs> hey, amen. You know, you, you can't give the same weight to an opinion, a pundit, a pro. pro, pro Or a prognosticator, somebody who's trying to tell you best practices. They're not always built on the values that you should have. Amen, somebody? So you can't base your values on a magazine. You can't base your values on a song you hear. You know, some of us have made that the mantra. You know, a song we hear. That's our life. That's my life song. It gives value. You know, I moved to that Amen. So we can't do that. Amen. The media, the movies, the internet, television. Media becomes the number one source of values in many instances. That's why we see a shift continually in the values. Because media has become liberal. Television has become much more decadent, much more immoral. Amen. So, guess what? The bent of the society is more decadent and immoral. There are things that are accepted in this day that were not accepted in my day, not when I was coming up. Amen. Things you see on TV, that stuff would have been R-rated. Amen. Things you hear, uh, interactions that you're able to view in. Amen. I, I, I can't even, you know, my little grandson... I got to sift through a, a show that I would have liked for him to see, you know, that I would have liked seeing, like Supergirl or something like that. Some of those science fiction shows, now they got, you know, mixed, all kinds of mixed up stuff in every, every television show you watch. And it is creating values. It is inculcating us into the values of the world. Amen, somebody? So we need to be careful about the source. Every source doesn't have the same quality. Every source doesn't have credibility. Every source, is, can, it, it, it can be against your mores, your values. Amen? So we have to decide, you know, what we're going to believe and what we're going to value. Yourself can't be the only value. Well, I just feel it in my good. Maybe acid reflux or something. <laughs> Amen? But I feel it This is the way I feel about it That's just the way I feel You know I'm serious We're adamant about what we think The way we feel And that's supposed to make a difference Amen No, no, no Where's your source? What's your source? Who's your authority? There has to be an authority in your life If not You're flying by the seat of your pants And if you're flying by the seat of your pants If you're going off the cuff for life You will not be successful And you definitely would not honor God. Amen, somebody. So the Word of God says that that, that our spirits, our souls, our dispositions are deceitful. Amen, somebody. In other words, we can think wrong things. They've done recent brain studies, and they've discovered that the brain can be wrong. That what you think about something can be wrong. Your perception can be wrong. That's why they can bring in seven different witnesses of some accident or some some, uh, event, and all of them have a different vantage point. Amen? And your perception could be off. That's like instant replay in football. You look at the first play, you're like, whoa, he was out of bounds. Or you have another position. He was in bounds. The catch was good. And then they start showing you all these different angles, you know, of, of the plate, and then you discover, you know something? He was out of bounds. But I thought with all my heart, my perception said he was in bounds, but he was out of bounds. You can't even trust your own perception. Because we don't have a kind of panoramic view of life. Our view of life is limited. We need to accept the limits of our perception. Amen, somebody. And God is trying to teach us. Amen. I saw it with my own eyes. I, I saw it with my own ears. I heard it with my own ears. You need to stop, stop listening, to, stop believing everything you see and and, and listening to everything you hear. You could be lying to yourself. Amen. Do you ever rebuke yourself? I do. You need to start rebuking yourself. You have stupid thoughts, rebuke them in the name of Jesus. You you need to rebuke bad thoughts about yourself. I talked about that some last Sunday. Amen, somebody. So, So we need to learn how to rebuke our own thoughts. If they don't line up with the word of God, if they don't line up with the will of God, we need to rebuke that stuff. Amen, somebody. Uh, Proverbs sixteen twenty five. there's a way that seems right to man, but, it end, it, but its end is the way of death. So you can have this strategy, this plan, this approach, this methodology, and in essence, it seems right, but it's wrong. Amen, somebody? The Word says, lean not on your own understanding. All thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Amen? So we need to ask God, God. So so where do these values come? You know, most values that we have come from the world. Amen, Amen, somebody. 1 John 2.15, it says, the subtitle of this passage is, Do not love the world. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him or her. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but from the world. Amen, somebody? So uh, Warren talks about these three values that the world has, and I'm going to share them with you. One is looking good. Amen? The world values appearance. It values looking good. Amen. Why are y'all so quiet? That, don't you think that's a true statement? Billions of dollars are spent on beauty products, beauty aids, hair products, clothes, you know, adjustments to anatomy. <laughs> Amen, somebody? I mean, they're making all kinds of stuff now. Making stuff, <laughs> creating stuff. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. <laughs> the world values, and we seem to value the so called beautiful people. Amen. Guess what God says about that? Hmm? 1 Samuel 16, 7. It says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That's what God thinks about appearance. Amen. I brought a picture of my mom and dad. Put up the photo of my mom and dad. This is my mom and dad. Let's get rid of words. We can see mom and dad a little better. <laughs> Here they come. There they are. That's Garrett. That's Garrett Maximilian Zach. That's Armin Aurelia Zach. Amen, somebody. They were they were born in the 20s. You can see, you can see what the. With the br- with the brim, amen, somebody. So that was in style. That's those two nice-looking couple, huh? Huh? It's kind of funny, really. So, uh, so my dad, he was from a place called Suriname, South America. The city of Paramaribo. That's where that a the map is. That's where that's where my dad's from. He was a seaman, and he. He uh, came into the port city of Mobile, Alabama, and ran into Armin. <laughs> Amen, somebody. The rest is history. <laughs> you know, my dad was—he uh, knew his lineage. He knew he was; his ancestry was Bush Negroes, and uh, his, the, the the Dutch colonized. A paramorable Suriname They spoke a language called Taki Taki It's a derid- derid- derivative of Dutch But a mixture of other kind of languages But he also knew Dutch, German, Spanish, and English So he knew five languages and, uh, uh, but, but he came to America Because of his lineage Knowing he was black Amen somebody I did the DNA studies. I'm, I'm 70%. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so proud of that. Because, you know, you can imagine, with my, with my light skin, folk like to call me half white, stuff like that. See what I'm saying? I've, I've been getting that from a child. You understand. But it kind of tickled me because I was the only sibling, there's six of us, I was the only sibling that got a chance to visit my father's home. Uh, when I was, uh, I think I was around 19 years old. And uh, so we, my mother, my father, and myself, we visited Suriname, Paramaribo, and we were there for a month. And my mom began to just look around. She was looking around and saying, man, she said, whoa. She said, it's some nice-looking people up here. Some nice-looking some, some nice people here. Then she said, I picked the ugly one. <laughs> Amen. Beauty is relative. <laughs> it's all relative. Amen. We're beautiful in the sight of Almighty God. Amen. And, and so don't let the culture drive your understanding of who you are and how God designed you. God made you unique. And he loves you just like you are. Praise God. And we got to get rid of all these, you know, Culturally driven beauty, you know, uh, indicators. We gotta get rid of that. That's not what God says about this. Amen. We gotta stop having filters. Amen. You know, some folks they, they got these apps now that allow you to filter a photograph. You can make yourself smaller, you can change the color of your eye, you can put you can, your can, you can, you can, all the things that filter. There gotta be no more filters. Like, let's do this. Hashtag no more filters. <laughs> Stop filtering life. Stop filtering yourself. Stop trying to make yourself different from who you are. God built you. He loves you. Praise God. And we love you. But the culture says looking good. Amen. The second thing the culture says, feeling good. Amen. Looking good, feeling good. That's pleasure. That's that's sexuality. Sex dominates this culture. Amen. It sells everything. It's the largest industry. Entertainment is the largest industry. Our desire to feel good. And then the aberrations and the contaminations of entertainment are even larger. Pornography is the biggest, one of the biggest entertainment industries on the planet. It's bigger than baseball, football, basketball, uh, put together in terms of what it generates. Amen. So pleasure and pleasure-seeking. Then, then if from African descent if we take our clue from the media what we're going to find black exploitation movies amen players and pimps and prostitutes and you know uh, all these negative images criminality you know anger what we see you know we can't take our cue from the media It does not depict us in positive ways Amen somebody So we need to be more discerning Especially for our children You know, feeling good uh, uh, Looking good Those things become the primary things Or having the goods Amen Stuff and things Materialism A, a commercial consumption mindset Got to show it off The cars, the houses, the clothes, you know, just the jewelry, you know, net worth determining, you know, self-worth. That's not what God says about who we are. Amen, somebody. That's, That's not what God says about who we are. So Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word and you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So the truth is found in the Word. Amen, somebody. You know, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of the world. Pleasures are fleeting. Sensations are are, are short-lived. Thrills play out. Amen. So we can't be sold out just to those things. Amen, somebody. The word of God says in Luke 12, 17, and he said to them, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness for one's for life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Amen? First John 2, 17, and the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Amen, somebody? So it's not about looking good it's not about feeling good it's not about having the goods amen so what what do we have to do then we have to decide that what i value must be built to last amen how can we how can we worship appearance when it's always changing if i live i want to live right i'm gonna get older Amen. My appearance is going to change. Amen. I'm, I'm deteriorating moment by moment, day by day. How can I worship something that's deteriorating? Amen. How can I worship something that's eroding? How can I put that on a pedestal? I ain't saying don't look good, look good. But Lord have mercy, don't, 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 don't sell the form to achieve it. Amen. Don't, don't, don't let that be your greatest value. Don't sacrifice what you invest in for God for having things. Amen? You know, so, so you know, I ain't got nothing to give in church, but, but you know, I, I don't want to mess with everybody, but, you know, but you got all these beauty products. You can get everything else done. Amen? Don't sacrifice that. I'm not saying that. But find a way to be, do right by God. Yeah. Amen, somebody? Because that's what's going to last. What you invest in the kingdom is going to last. That's what's built to last. Everything else is temporary. Amen. We're going to be impressed with your hairdo for a little while, but then it's old, it's old news. Your makeup, your dress, everything else, you know, old news. Your suit, you know, your physique, old news. It's built as you are. Amen. I'm going to get used to that after a while. Amen. It don't last. It can't last. You know, six packs turn into kegs. <laughs> Amen It's not built to last So we need to examine our values Examine our perceptions Examine our—you know. Unfortunately the only time we start examining like this Is when a crisis comes When pain comes when, when a loved one dies When we lose a job When we have trouble or trauma in our lives Then we start to exa- examine our values We need to examine our values pre trouble Before trouble hits, before problems occur, before uh, uh, strains come and tribulations occur, we need to examine ourselves before you get fired, before you lose somebody, before you have a health issue. Amen? You you know, don't have short-term thinking. Have long-term thinking. We're built for eternity. We're not built just for 70, 80, 90 years, 100 years. We're built for trillions of years. That's what we're built for, and we need to get ourselves ready for the trillions of years that we're going to be alive, amen, for the trillions of years that we'll be in the presence of God. So the question is, is it going to be now, is it going to be later, amen, here and now, you know, right and wrong, good and bad, amen, we got to have an eternal perspective about life and living. Amen. So I have to decide, am I going to choose what's easy or am I going to choose what's best? Am I going to take the easy route or am I going to decide to take the route, align myself up with the will, word, and ways of Almighty God? Amen. I need to change. Amen. First change that has to take, if I want to go down this path of reassessing, you know, ordering and lining up according to the values of God— i got to change what I read and what I watch. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. It's got to be more godly. It's got to be more healthy. It's got to be more wholesome. you got to get the right stuff in your spirit, in your mind, and in your heart. Yeah. Amen, somebody. And we have to fight for this for our children. Oh, yeah. Amen. So that means, you know, by the time you're 65, most people have watched nine and a half years of television. We need to change that. Watch less television. Not more, less. Or be strategic about how we watch television, about what we're viewing. Amen, somebody. The internet, now the internet is on top of that issue. So now we're surfing and you know, trolling <laughs> through, through social media. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so, so we're, we're wasting valuable time when we could be loving and laughing, focused on, in on the matters that matter, which is the people in our lives. I'm concerned about this next generation because they're so detached that they're not even developing people skills where they can talk to each other. They'd be right across the table from each other texting each other. He, he right there. He's, why are you texting me? He right there. You know, not, no skills to, to, uh, to, uh, to dissolve conflict, no skills in confronting people. We confront people on texts and emails. We can't go face-to-face. Don't build courage because of the lack of communication. So a lot of cowardly folk walking around, tipping around on eggshells, you know, can't speak the truth in love because they're taking the, the long-distance approach to communication. Can I get a witness in the house? I'm, I'm talking about what God wants us to do. He wants us to be more engaged with each other. He wants us to get unengaged with what the world has to offer. He wants us to distance ourselves from being exclusively taught and, 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 and learning from the media. Amen, somebody. In order to have values, you might have to change a few friends. Amen, somebody. I didn't say drop them like a hot potato. I said you might have to change a few Adjust some stuff, know who's the project in your life, and know who can't pour into your life, that you know you pouring into their life, that you are the, the adult in the room when it comes to them. You can't have somebody in your ear and in managing your spirit, you know, and potentially pulling you down. It's hard. It's easy to pull somebody down. Gravity helps you do that. It's harder to lift somebody up. You need people in your life who are lifting you up. Amen, somebody. You need folk who are lifting you up, praise God. You know, and, and, and you need folk who laugh and have fun and not negative and not, and not unsupportive of what you're doing, praise God. God wants us to be supportive of each other. Amen, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 119, verse 37, turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Amen? So if you're around somebody that don't believe like you believe, you know, if you can't rebuke them, you need to get out of their earshot. Amen, somebody? Because in time, they'll influence your faith. In time, they'll mess with your, the energy that you have. In time, they'll talk you out of church. In time, they'll talk you out of Jesus if they can So we need to ask God To to, to allow us to to go to the right folks So friends got to shift some How I spend my money got to change Amen How do I spend my money What, What does how I spend my money say about my value What do I value And lay up treasures in heaven The word of God says Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth Where moth and rust destroy And where thieves break in And steal, praise God But lay up Yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth, I'm sorry, neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Amen. Somebody. So I got to decide. You know, I'm going to just how I budget and how I spend money. I also got to change the way I treat people. Amen. I've been blessed. Most people treat me real nicely. Amen. Uh, and uh, I've seen folk who treat me real nicely treat some other folk real badly. I mean, I've I, I witnessed it, well, you know, and I'm like, man, why you treat that person different than you do me? I don't get it. I said, you need to treat everybody the same. Amen? In other words, if you treat me good because I'm your pastor, I'm your spiritual leader, you need to just give another person the same status because every person is valuable in God's sight. There is no, you know, there's an equivalency of value. You know, people have different skills, gifts, levels of maturity, but they're all valuable in the sight of Almighty God. So we have to treat people the way God wants us to treat people. That's showing value for life, value for people. And we're living in a society that's starting to devalue people, you know, discard people. The rhetoric The mean-spirited campaigns, the hostility, the animosity, uh, the discrimination, the prejudice, all those things are about value, a lack of value for people. And if we're going to be in the faith, we got to value people. Value our loved ones. Value our friends. Value our family members. Value our coworkers. Value people, praise God, because God values people. Amen? And the way you change people is to love them and to bless them. That's how you change them. You can't change them no other way. only person you can really change is you. So the way you influence and encourage and inspire and motivate other people to change is by blessing them. Amen? You know, a waiter can can do me bad. I'm still going to give them a good tip. They ain't got to qualify for a tip. That's your livelihood. I'm going to try to contribute to it. Amen, somebody? You say, you're a war and bad behavior. No, I want to inspire them. You know something? They gave me, that dude gave me a tip even though he didn't, didn't, I didn't, I didn't serve him. I served him poorly. Amen? You can be loving in every situation. You can be gracious in every situation. You can be magnanimous in every situation. In other words, giving somebody something that they don't deserve. Just like you getting something you don't deserve. You don't deserve to be alive. Because the word of God says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. You don't deserve to be on this planet, but God, by his grace, has extended his mercy and his love and his grace towards you. Amen. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of Almighty God, but God has extended his grace. And he continues to extend his grace. Amen, somebody. What he's saying, be like me, extend grace to folk when they do not deserve it, amen. Somebody, Matthew 16 26 For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? So, my soul got to be my first priority, my spiritual well being and health got to be my first priority, my relationship with God got to be my first priority, my pleasing Him got to be my first priority. And the Word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all other things will be added to me. In other words, I'll bless you in other ways. I'll open doors that no man can shut and I'll shut doors that no man can open. But honor me first. Honor me first. Honor me first. Amen. Luke 16 and 15 it says, and He said to them, you are those justify yourselves before men, but God knows your heart. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. In other words, God don't have the same values as the world. Praise God. You know, he ain't valuing popularity. Amen? Because you can be popular today and in jail tomorrow. Bill Cosby. You can be You can be popular today and dead tomorrow. Michael Jackson, Prince. You can be wealthy as all get out. Prestige, popularity, money, status. On top of the world. Amen. You can be healthy today. Amen, somebody. So we need to honor God with our lives. He's not, he's not, these aren't his values. Popularity, prestige, pleasure. Now he wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to enjoy being human beings. He wants us to laugh and have pleasure. Amen. But that can't be at the top of the heap. You know, this whole culture is built on this tenet. The pursuit of happiness. Amen. Some of us put that tenet, a constitutional tenet, a constitutional hope before God. It's called idolatry. It's called worshiping something, putting something above God. And God says, I'm not going to have any other gods before me. Luke 16, 15. Amen. I just read that one. Mark 10 and 31 and I'm, I'm about finished. But many who are first will be last. And the last First. You know, this term I used uh, a few weeks back, uh, F-O-M-O, FOMO, which is uh, fear of missing out. Some people don't come to Christ, don't commit to him because of this fear of missing out. Amen? If I sacrifice, if I serve, if I give, if I'm accountable, I'm going to miss something. Miss something that the world has to offer. We have to overcome and bypass that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. And understand the most important thing is to be in relationship with Him. To be connected to the kingdom of God. And when you make that vital connection, amen, you start living. It don't stop living. You start experiencing real substantive joy. You don't, it's not a kill joy. You start having a life, an abundant life, when you have a tentacle, a connection to your God. When you honor Him, it excites your spirit. It ignites your mind. The Word of God says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Praise God. So minds are renewed. Hearts are on fire. Spirits are called. You distress yourself when you're in Christ. Amen, because you're not fretful or fearful or worried or anxious, praise God, or you know how to cure it real quickly. Amen, not that we won't experience some fear, some anxiety, some worry, but we know how to rebuke it and get to that perennial next level in Christ when we're in Him, praise God. He renews us. He restores us. He rebuilds us. He blesses. I want you to stand all over the house. I want to invite somebody To make a decision for Him. To connect or reconnect. Listen, listen. To connect or reconnect to Him. To say, I'm yours and you're mine. You are what matters most. Maybe you've already affirmed that, so now it's time for you to reaffirm that. Maybe you've affirmed it, but now it's time for you to connect with the church of Jesus Christ, His family, His fold, His community body of believers the beloved community praise God he wants us connected and I want to invite somebody to get connected today don't put this off don't procrastinate don't delay come in his name let him have his way in you in you today today this is the day that the Lord hath made rejoice be glad in it get excited about what excites him get ignited about what he's on fire about praise God Allow the fire in the spirit of the living God to occupy, to dwell, to infill you, that you might be born again and filled with the spirit of the living God. And that spirit changes minds. That spirit changes hearts. That spirit produces fruit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control, gentleness, kindness, patience, perseverance to the glory of almighty God I want to invite somebody to come every heart praying all over the house every heart praying believe in God for decisions right now you can also fill out the connect card you know I want to be a partner I want to be a member submit that to a, a usher a greeter myself today is today step out onto these aisles come forward in his name today is today come on let's worship for a few moments we're waiting you come in his name we're waiting you, come in his name he's the great I am there is none beside you you're the great I am the mention of the name of the King of majesty. There's no power in hell. Anyone who can stand before the power and the presence of the great I am. He's good. He's powerful. He's mighty.